talking about a wager, Randolph. I suppose you think Winthorpe, say if he were to lose his job, would resort to holding up people on the streets? No, I don't think just losing his job would be enough for Winthorpe. I think we'd have to keep a little more misfortune on those narrow shoulders. If he lost his job and his home and his fiance and his friends, if he were somehow disgraced and arrested by the police and thrown in jail even, yes, I'm sure he'd take the crime like a fish to water. You'd have to put him in the wrong surroundings, of course, with the worst sort of people. I mean, real scum, Randall. We've done it before. This time it's in a good cause. How much you want to bet? The usual amount. Why not? Hey everybody, welcome back to Digiflix. I'm Joey. And I'm Josh. And today we have a very special guest with us, Mr. Dwen Narona on what is, I believe, to be his fourth appearance on the podcast. Four times. Four yeah. times. He is officially now tied with Dave the Kid Edwards. This is exciting. Wow. Depends how wow. well this episode goes, though. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> wow. How well did Dave's fourth episode go? <laughs> he kind of crashed oh. our episode. So yeah, he, 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 he muscled his way in, actually. Yeah, right. so, so that, that's all I got to do for number five. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to be invited. <laughs> He's going to show up. He was yeah. barbaric and daunting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've just come back from being a mall Santa. So like, you know, it should be fairly simple. Or in regards to the movie we're doing, it's actually quite appropriate. Well, so it's it works. Christmas time. It's a Christmas movie. I thought it I would is, dress up for the it occasion. It is a Christmas movie. Well, it's kind of a Christmas movie. You have a smoked salmon in there? <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to tell any secrets, but yes. <laughs> Not in your pants. Well, never mind. <laughs> Let's Both. see how this goes, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys. What movie did we watch for this week's episode? Oh, I have no hands. <laughs> <laughs> Only people that see the video know what you're to- know what you're doing. <laughs> we watched the 1983 classic sort of Christmas movie, Trading Places. Yes. Now let's start off with Dwen. Dwen, what did you think? Now, if you haven't seen the movie before, sorry, before we go to you, Dwen, if anyone hasn't seen the movie, it's basically stars Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy, and essentially they get their lives flipped upside down, basically on account of a bet made by these two rich old dudes. Made by Dan Aykroyd's bosses. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, so first of all, I haven't seen trading, uh, trading, I keep saying spaces, which is already, yeah, TLC kind of did that to everybody. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) but I haven't seen trading places in a while and my memories of it and my wife's memories of it always were like, they were, uh, this is dating most of us, but they were, um, great city TV, great movies or new VR movies. Yeah. So I always remember. I always remember watching them in like the afternoon time. Watching them now, I'm like, 
This is an R-rated movie. Yeah, this oh is yeah, a you hard. I guess R-rated I, movie. I take it you missed a lot of stuff watching it there. <laughs> no, so here's the thing. I've seen like I've seen the original version, but like right. in the time since it's always been on TV. Anytime, yeah. So, yeah, anytime you found yeah. it, it would be on television or anything like Yeah, that. so I, I had kind of forgotten that it was like a R-rated movie. <laughs> and then I didn't and then you go, Oh, it is a really R-rated movie. <laughs> this feels like a movie that would not that would not survive 2020 if it came out today. Oh god, yeah. no. Right? Oh no. <laughs> There's some things in there that we'll talk about that it, I was yeah. like have yeah. not really yeah. aged very well. Let's put it that right. way. Can't say it unless well, I mean, again, we're not really totally getting into it yet, but you yeah. cannot yeah. say some of the things unless you really hard like vilify certain people. Right. Yes. Like, and like, and that's and that's it. I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna do that. But and I think the other part of it was also I hadn't realized how much Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy weren't in scenes together as much. No, they like weren't if, in the like movie it's almost till the third act that they really get back. Like they're in a scene in the beginning, and then the third act is where they get back to get like where they're in a scene together. Yeah, where they're back in the scene. But like the whole middle of the movie, they're just separate characters doing separate things. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of a rare thing for an '80s comedy. <clears throat> yeah, usually it's like the you know? buddies together the whole time. Yeah, or yeah. Like, yeah. Once, uh, once they, they meet, they're 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 together. Act. Yeah. And I think uh, just the other thing was I, I, I always in my head. I mean, I know it's always considered a screwball comedy. I didn't think it was all that screwball. No, it really no, wasn't. Right? It really no, wasn't. There's... It, was, it wasn't like the screwball comedy is like mistaken identity, things like that, uh, where it just that happens by random happenstance where this is actual setup. Yeah. You know, with Dan Aykroyd being you know, the first act, like losing everything. It's not because, yeah, it has that, could have that feel, but it's really not. Yeah. I was just reading up on like all the stuff from this movie. And I just, this movie was considered a screwball comedy by like critics and Mm -hmm. had like, and everyone was like, one of the reasons it was like elevated to, because they weren't that kind of movie. There hadn't been that kind of movie for a really long time. And it sort of said that the screwball antics of this movie really helped, help push it, you know, as being one of the highest grossest, grossing movies of 1983. Mm-hmm. It was just like, doesn't feel like that. You know, it, it felt like a real like social commentary type of comedy with goofiness added on top of that. Yeah, you're totally right on that. It, 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 de- it does feel like that. Um, I actually read somewhere that it was actually, it's kind of loosely based off of the Prince and the Pauper. When you're looking at the storyline, yeah. it, it is. It is that yeah. story altogether. It's basically a retelling of it, right? <laughs> yeah. It, the, sorry, the only other thing I was thinking about was it's also just a very um, movie of its time, like the 80s, because it is straight up like, you need money to be better. <laughs> it's just like like the, 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 the old guys are going nature versus nurture, which one's better, and they're just straight <laughs> up like, it's money. You need it's, money. It's money. Money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can be whatever you want, wherever you are. You don't have money, you're shit. <laughs> it's just well, and that's, yeah. It's it's not even that. It's just you don't have money. You get driven to do terrible things. <laughs> yeah. Not even not even that you're not happy. You are you become a degenerate, like terrible person. Plain and simple. You're like and, and everybody around you totally agrees. Let's be honest. They're not wrong. Yeah. But no, no. For, of yeah, course that's not. That's true. I mean, it makes sense. But yeah. yeah, everybody, like, I don't know what they, like, fully said 
to his fiance to get her to believe that story <laughs> so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the only thing. Like, how the hell did she know before he got busted out of jail about the drugs? Because they find the drugs on him at the police station <laughs> and yeah. not at the, the the social club or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and same with Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy is just immediately like, I got money. I'm going to change. I'm embarrassed of all these people around me. Yeah, he just drops all <laughs> oh, well, see, Here's, here's the thing, though. The only thing with that is they we never see Eddie Murphy, because I was thinking about this watching the movie, but we never right. see Eddie Murphy in his place beforehand. Yeah. Like, we never see where, we only see him, obviously, on the street, like, panhandling or whatever he's doing. But we never actually see where he's lit, where he lives. So when, because again, I haven't seen this movie either in at least, I don't know, 10, 15 years maybe. Right. But we don't know what he's like. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, there's that whole thing that you can remember in Toronto, there was that lady that was begging for change. And she actually was, she was, she was a con artist, right? She actually lived in this like really high-end place in in Yorkville or whatever and then she ended up moving to Montreal and people saw her in Montreal and they ratted her out but I mean my my mom apologizes but like okay continue (laughs) I'm not saying it's the same thing like I'm just saying that he acts a certain like he could I'm not saying he does but he could yeah yeah in public but when it comes to his space maybe he does take better care of it maybe he does take care of when people actually come he does treat them well and he just puts on a persona. Right. Well, they never, like, like you said, they never really established that he has a place outside of. Yeah. He uh, has that, he has that skateboard thing, that dolly that he's on. That's pretty much it. Exactly. He's got that furniture dolly and that's it. No, and that's it. So that could be another thing. So the fact is that he is given this place. So he immediately is like, okay, this is mine now. And I am going to take care of it. Right. And not abuse it. So it's not really a stretch of that he switched personalities per se. But yes, he he does like at least in terms of the house. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm just saying more in terms of in the information that they've given you, he flips. Both of them flip with just a minute of the like money comes into his life and he's like, you know what? Like, this is instantly. my place. I'm gonna take care instantly. of it. I'm gonna change. Yeah. And the only thing I saw that in was more in the actual in in his office. Right. He changed his attitude a little bit there. But even so, I felt it was more of a gradual shift a little bit because he's brought in and they're like, okay, these are commodities. And they're kind of talking down to him. And he's like, okay. like That fourth wall break was so funny. I love it. I love it. It was like. I forgot about that. I couldn't believe that they. It was, it was so good because just, just, it was, it was a classic, almost Eddie Murphy look. Just like, is this guy fucking serious? Yeah. It's and he look- says fourth wall. That's the best part about yeah. it. <laughs> it's it's a look he said. Uh, it's like something he would have done on SNL. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah. Sure. Um, but uh, so yeah, I would say the gradual shift it happened a little bit there because they are talking down to him. He's like, are you right. kidding? Yeah. But again, he kind of takes it in. He's like, okay, so he if he had taken his same persona. Like so, maybe it, it it is either the fact that he has a job and he has money, so he 
he just immediately has to behave in a different way or it's like he's like okay i'm given responsibility and i and i do like he makes that yeah. conscious choice to behave a certain way because you saw him go like those motherfuckers mm, uh, those gentlemen like yeah you saw him actually trying to change the way he talks a little bit right and be I more mean, proper so it yeah. wasn't i didn't find it as abrupt as it could be right but still it still happens the whole movie <laughs> happens relatively fast yes so it, it would yes. take if anything you wouldn't change that fast but for the movie's sake i feel like okay you know yeah there is a there's a, there's definitely like a a cartoony aspect to the movie in terms of just like how how each of the characters are sort of heightened and not heightened. like one of the things that i had read of i had read in doing research but also watching the movie that opening scene like where it's basically showing all the different parts of uh Philadelphia. What city are they in? You have some Philadelphia, like all the different parts. Like you're seeing, you know, dude being woken up to his butt from his butler, and then like super poor parts, and then back to the rich parts, and then mm. super poor. And the only dialogue you're hearing in that whole time is just "Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning." Yeah. It's so jarring. Like you're seeing all these different like back and forth of like rich, poor, rich, poor, rich, poor. Mm-hmm. But the characters in those scenes are still quite cartoony. Like, you know, they're not, it's not necessarily, so you're sort of seeing a sort of, you're like, we're going to talk about some real serious stuff here, but we're going to do it in sort of this overly comedic way. So I guess that's maybe where the screwball aspect of it comes up. Yeah, I guess that's, even though it's not really that. I think the screwball comedy was very centric. It's just in the eighties period. Right. You know, you think of what are some of the things like meatballs and like Caddyshack and well, the most. But those are later. Too, yeah, those though, are right? later. Those, those but are like, later, but so this might have been uh, closer to the beginning of it. But you also had Airplane in 1980. At, you know, then later on you had Nate well, yeah, Gun. like yeah. well, Caddyshack and Airplane predate this. But the the thing is though, the majority of the screwball in terms of just that type of comedy is really in the third act. And it's for maybe a few minutes. Well, when, we'll, we'll get there. When, yeah, yeah <laughs> when, <laughs> like near the end of the movie, basically. Right. Once, yeah. like this once this movie and this movie was considered like a because of how big of a hit it was. It was like a, a, a either a launching pad or a revival for a lot of actors in the movie. Hmm. Um, so, like with Eddie Murphy, this was his sort of this big his big movie, his big coming out movie. Well, by the time they actually cast him for this, right. They like realistically, because originally this movie was supposed to be made with Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder. Right. Right. And so I think due to an injury for Richard Pryor or something like that, he was unavailable to make this. So then they they immediately went to Eddie Murphy. Um, they could tell he was already like a big deal because not 48 hours haven't even been released yet, but just the studio knew this guy is going to be huge, right? And funny enough, they weren't really willing to give it to Jamie Lee Curtis or Dan Aykroyd. Right. Right, because Dan Aykroyd was only seen as, you know, um, John Belushi's sidekick. <laughs> and his career had sort of dipped at this point as well. Well, yeah. I mean, and right? it, it it also wasn't the best thing because I think at this point, though, the only movie Aykroyd had done was Blues Brothers, right? And John Belushi passed away, I think, a year before this was made. 
So there was no like, so there was really? no there was no Ghostbusters. The only thing Dan Aykroyd he had, had something else in before this. I can't remember the title, but, but again, there, there but was like the one, only yeah, the but, only the only bankable thing he had had right. was his time on SNL and you know Blues Brothers, where yeah. you know he basically was Belushi's like second banana, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. And and you have to remember like. You know, it's only very recently that there's been sort of like a little bit of a fluidity between actors going. If you were a TV actor, you were considered a TV, TV actor. actor. Exactly. If you were a movie actor, you're considered a movie actor. Very, yeah. t- movie actors never did TV. TV actors sometimes did t- movies, but it never really was as fluid as it is now. Now you turn on HBO and like everybody's a, yeah. <laughs> almost everyone's a movie actor that's doing it. Well, well that's I mean, the thing. everything on HBO is like a movie now. Yeah, also true. Between HBO and Netflix and things like that, like it's a lot easier because some of these they're they are they're not, you know, they're not their basic cable shows, right? Yeah. But I always felt that, I mean, Eddie Murphy is by far what most would consider the most successful person to come out of SNL, right? He's up there, Sandler, Mike Myers. You know all these uh, Will Ferrell. Well, know, these- Sandler yeah, wasn't Ferrell. as big. I, I'd argue, like in that group that you're sort of talking about, it would be like post Eddie Murphy would be him, be Eddie Murphy, uh, Myers, because there was like a, the the seasons he was on. There was there's a point where he was almost in like every sketch every uh, sketch every week at least. Mm-hmm. No, I mean and, post, and f- but post I, SNL though is what I mean. But but that's what I mean, and I, but I'm just going from that point, right? Comparatively, Sandler was a was was barely on the show compared to these other guys, so Sandler was an even bigger sleeper hit because by the time he made it, like in in movies, and saw that there was an audience for him, it was like okay, like like he's 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 in his own league, is what I'm trying to say. Well, Sandler, same. Sandler, I mean, you don't even think about it really, but like if you think about Sandler outside, okay, so you see him in SNL as sort of the he was in a super talented cast, but kind of an old soul ran, right? Yeah. Be the, if you were to compare him to the 90s, he'd be Fallon, right? Like yeah. He'd be Fallon's thing. But then his movies come along and you've got that. But you go past that and you've got a dude who is doing, like, if you don't even, nobody even thinks about Sandler's production stuff. Exactly. Like, exactly. Like the like, production stuff is where Sandler blows everybody that's, out of the that's water. What, but that's what right? I mean. He is he yeah. is in a different class than the rest yeah. of those guys, right? Sandler, I mean, yeah, budget-wise, money-wise, yeah, he's probably got, he's like, I remember something, he's something like $400 million, like something crazy, the amount of money this guy has now, because of his Netflix deals, because of his producing, he's, he's, the guy is making bank, Well, but in terms, when you think of, uh, like, legends of the screen at this point, you got Bill Murray and Eddie Murphy, I would say. Well, that's the thing. But like, if you go looking at like SNL's legends per se, there's almost the entire original cast aside from a few people here or there. And then after that, just really like, I mean, yeah, there's Robert Downey Jr., but you forget he was on there. There's Julia Louis-Dreyfus, but you forget she was on there. Plus Mm. another another bunch of people that you forget were even there. I mean. You're looking at a show that's forty years 40 old. Years old so it's gonna exactly with, with and it's been and it's been and the like spring. a 12, 13 person cast. 
right? Like it's been the springboard for a lot of people. A lot of people, and there are, I mean, there are people who failed on SNL who have done well. There are yeah. people you know, who like, didn't even get onto SNL because yeah, like they couldn't even Steve catch Carell. the audition. You know, Steve Carell, did and Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Chris Rock. Chris Rock's one of the SNL yeah. people that you, uh, has blown up like since then, yeah. right? But and again, I think, he, I think the only thing for like, on it. Yeah. I think the only thing that hurts Eddie Murphy is sort of his, his late 90s, 2000 movies that, you know, Norbit. You know, um, Norman was the beginning of the end. Pluto Nash, right? Pluto Nash was the end. But I think like the problem with the other side of Sandler's thing, just to go back to that last one is there are a bunch of movies that I would never consider great, like good Sandler movies, but the Netflix data proves that fucking people love those movies. Mm -hmm. It's got an audience. They'll they'll be like the number one movie in the world. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> really? Like, <laughs> you like that that much? But it's, it is. It's got it an is. audience. They've, he he, he has speaks an audience. to somebody, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And like, just it, it it's the same with Eddie Murphy. I mean, I think part of it is why Dolomite was so successful when that yeah. came out, right? My name right. is Dolomite. Like, because Eddie Murphy's fans and his audience are dying for him to come back in a big way. And that was it. And apparently, he was supposed to possibly return to stand-up comedy this year. Whether he's going to do that anymore, who knows, mm-hmm. right? Because 2020 has been that fun and that yeah. wonderful for all of us. <laughs> did you guys, did you guys, did you, uh, I think, Joe, you've seen this, but did you guys watch the 40th anniversary uh, right. SNL special? Yeah, like, yeah. You're, like when it came out, yeah. Yeah, and so um, Eddie Murphy, that was his sort of first time back on that stage. And he had, they had just told him, go on stage, do what you want. Like, we're not going to script you. We're not going to do anything. Do your own thing. And he got back and he he said afterwards, he's like the first couple of the moments of that he's like taken in by the fact that the crowd is like all about seeing him on that stage again. But after mm-hmm. that, he was nervous. He didn't know what to do. <laughs> he was like, he completely yeah, blanked out. It was he awkward. hadn't done stand up. He, he hadn't done anything. Exactly. And right. Um, um, he looked, he looked nervous. He right. I remember that he literally was just like let's give it a hand give a hand for chris rock and a hand for, yeah like, he, he was like yeah i started here and that was it like he, yeah. like, he had no off. idea what to do he, he was like so uh, but the other thing too and i think that another reason why we won't see eddie do a stand-up for a while now um is because he is so meticulous about his act Right. Mm-hmm. It has to be like perfect. He has to be able to, to try it out. And he said it himself recently, like even like last time, um, cause have you guys ever seen his episode of comedians in cars? It's like an extended yeah. episode. Right. Yeah. yeah. And he says to Seinfeld, I need to be able to do all this because right now I, I don't have an act. I do not right. like, he does not yeah. have an act right now. And there's no blame towards him. It's just, it's, it's definitely something that the fans want. And, and <clears throat> sorry, and, and both those guys, I mean, that Jerry Seinfeld is the same way. They won't do stuff unless it's perfect. You know, they'll workshop it and they'll do all that stuff, but they won't do it unless it's perfect. And if, if Eddie Murphy doesn't have an act that's perfect, he's not going on the road and, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in terms of this. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, getting back to this movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. We went on a fun to... little tangent there. Yeah. 
but um, this one this this one was considered like a a revival or launching pad for a lot of actors in this movie uh and you were saying before with Jamie Lee Curtis horror was seen as like a was seen as like a low grade acting well game. they thought she couldn't act because right. she had just done horror movies by that point which right. i think and, Josh and i have actually watched both of the two horror movies she was in before this came out <laughs> um but yeah like that's the thing so Jamie Lee Curtis uh you know, she the studio didn't want her. John Landis fought to get her in. He, the he fought for her and Aykroyd because and Aykroyd, yeah, because of why we just said, which was crazy and, in itself. And Eddie Murphy appreciated this so much that he made sure that uh, Landis directed. Um, it wasn't coming to America. I think it was it was a Beverly Hills movie, one of the Beverly Hills Cop movies. Yeah, and they actually, sorry. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, he he made sure Landis directed that movie, and went. They even had a falling out on that movie, and he still had him uh, direct another one of his movies after that. Hmm. Um, yeah, they've all um, they've all were. It really was a, even the the one of the two older guys. Um, this was a movie for him to come back. He was. They actually forced him to come back to the movie. He didn't want to do it because he didn't want to swear. He didn't want to say any of the words that they had in the in the. Um, yeah in the movie and um yeah. they had him come back and then he ended up acting in platoon i think he was in platoon and he won an oscar for one of the older guys oh. one of the brothers one yeah. of the two brothers yeah i'll get the name i'll get the name probably the one that but plays mortimer the youngest the, yeah probably the younger one but the, it was funny they said whenever he had to say he had to swear let anybody he would come early to set and apologize to the cast and crew for doing it do the take once get it done perfect and so you never have to do it again. i think it was it was the actor who played mortimer because out of the two of them yeah he's the only one who had an outburst he has he drops the the f-bomb at the end yeah and he drops the you know the the n-word yes he drops the yes yes he does <laughs> Near so, the end of the movie. So, so this is this is what i wanted to talk about these are the, these are the two things he just so, wanted to talk about the n-word <laughs> he's been waiting he's been waiting it's my my time is now <laughs> no, he's just like, been so, waiting for so, it so like the first this isn't okay admittedly so joe you and i were you know we watched this and right when the when they dropped that when he full because I forgot he says that, you right. know they they drop I guess the soft N <laughs> a bunch of times, but when he drops the N word, they drop the 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 Latin. They drop Negro. Word. Negro yes, is not a swear word. We can no, say it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe you can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying the other word, but you, you can say Negro. <laughs> The, we don't even want to go there. Yeah, fair enough. I wouldn't either. But, you know. they, they say that enough times. And I was like, wow, when was the last time you even heard someone say that? Exactly. And that one's not considered bad. No, it's not. But the, but when they drop the N-word, we're all – I was like, wow, I totally forgot they actually say that. Because this is – it is a comedy. And these guys are bad. Like, you know, the, the older brothers, Randolph and Mortimer, they're not the nicest guys because they're, you know, you saw it right from the beginning. They're so upper class, whatever. But I was like, wow, they actually say that in that context. Like, I don't want that running our company. And you're like, wow, okay. 
So that that's shocking in itself, right? You wouldn't see that in a movie now. They they'd probably say you wouldn't see like a black man. Well, if you say if- even if it's a, even if they are the villain. Unless it's like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Well, I was gonna say you you could probably have it in a movie now. They just have to, but be it like wouldn't be really in a movie vilified. this lighthearted. Yeah, no, it would, yeah, exactly. It wouldn't and it would be like I said. So, like I was saying, like at the beginning, you would have to really vilify these people. They'd have to be admittedly horrible. Like these guys were bad. They were bad. But again, it is a lighthearted comedy. This is a buddy comedy. This is. You know, when they dropped that, I was like, yeah. wow, that was shocking. But you wouldn't see it in a comedy like that today at all. No. Um, you know, even something like, I don't know, I'm trying to think what's. No, not at all. Super bad, let's say. Super bad, they say, you know, fuck like 186 times. Something like crazy. Uh, yeah. But they wouldn't say that, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and I, the, the I mean, one, it, sorry, what? No, I'm saying, I mean, if you didn't know any better, and really at one point I didn't, you would look at this movie and think it was an SNL movie, right? Like if you saw the poster and you're like, it's Dan Aykroyd, it's Eddie Murphy, yeah, it, it, all these guys, it's, you know, you see them, watch the movie, there's John Belushi's in it. Yeah, John, <laughs> Jim, sorry, Jim. Jim Belushi's in it. Jim yeah. Belushi's in it. The other Belushi. Yes, yes. Uh, Al Franken. Like, yeah, like. <laughs> you would think it's an it's SNL movie. It's got SNL so people. Hear, like, yeah, so you hear somebody say the N-word. Very casually. Yeah, that hasn't like, happened since Chevy Chase was on SNL. Well, I mean, mind you, they said <laughs> that it actually and, happened. You know, with the, Richard Pryor. You know, Michael Chase said it a few years ago. We're, we're <laughs> yeah. That's well, different. Michael Chase said it. And, you know, it's very different. <laughs> yeah, <less likely>. <laughs> <laughs> it's very different. It's different between the way like Michael Che or Dave Chappelle would say it. Than an old white man. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. The thing was, the, 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 like, if you if you seen the sketch, it is basically word association, and it just gets progressively racist as it continues from both parties of Chevy Chase and Richard Pryor. Right. So, so the thing is, okay. So we talked about that, but the one that shocked me more happens, er, like, way earlier in the movie. And it's uh, it's when Eddie Murphy is finally brought into the limo by Randolph and Mortimer, and he drops the f I don't even know how you gay slur, the f word. Yeah. Right. I I've never been a fan of that word. I don't like a bunch it. of sticks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> a bunch of sticks. So the thing is, the reason why I found it shocking is because he's the protagonist. And it's meant as a joke on the protagonist's side, like making fun of these old guys. Like you're meant to, like you're in on the joke kind of thing. Whereas when the old guys drop the N-word, they say it as the villains and they mean to demean and they are clearly racist or whatever. Right. But when he drops it, it's like, you know, the audience seeing it in 1983 laughed at that. Oh, yeah. 100%. And you know the audience that saw it in 83 laughed at it. You know the audience that saw it in 1990 laughed at it. You know the audience that saw it in 1999 laughed at it. It changes somewhere around the mid-2000s. The audience like, in Italy still joke. laughs at it, guys. See, for me, I was, I mean, pardon me, what? So wow. the audience in Italy still laughs at it, let's be honest. Yeah. 
I, I just think in the context, I don't know. Like, you could still, I don't know. Like, I don't even know if there's room for gay jokes anymore. But not like that. No, right? that, not that, see, that's not like the that. thing. I, I think, think like, that. both words have taken on such a... Well, the N-word's always been just... It's, yeah, it's always right? been... But both words have always been meant to demean a specific yeah. party and to be hurtful. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, let's face it, there was a point in time when the N-word was just access, uh, acceptable anyways, and it didn't really matter. Um, as I've come to learn this year, uh, <laughs> there were points in time where the N-word was still part, of, part of nursery rhymes. Yes, so, exactly. You know. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's just... I mean, I guess it's a good sign of the times, though, that when you watch a movie from 1983 and you know what the intention was back then, but you can watch it and feel uncomfortable, at least you know we're moving in a right direction. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. If you're watching it and you're going, ha, that's hilarious. He used a word I've been dying to use for years. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that You know there's a change. There's a change at least in yourself, if not society. But I guess yeah. it has, right? I mean, it's, it's... but Okay, but I guess I guess the thing is... It's very strange because, I mean, not too long ago did I watch Delirious. Right. And he says it at the beginning. Right. Right. He says, they're not allowed to look at my look at my ass when I'm on stage. Right. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, like, I still don't like the use of that word. But that to me is almost slightly more not acceptable, but it's not as shocking as when he says it in this movie. You know, I don't know. You know what? I think uh, part of it also, I think, is maybe, and uh, this was me, but I think part of it is also just because I think that's the first, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, but I think that's the first instance where it really hit me that this was an R-rated movie. When he drops that? When he drops that. Because, you know, prior to that, you're like, okay, this is kind of PG-13-ish at at best. Uh And then, you know, he drops and you're like, wait, this seems Well, like there was, yeah. What my memory was. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's like you said, Twin. It's 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 a good sign of the times that things are you know changing for the be- better. So, so let me ask you guys this then: um, we've hit we've hit the F word, we've hit the N word. Let's talk about let's talk about makeup. <laughs> I. Yeah, this is completely the- forgot about the blackface oh, scene in this oh. movie. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Oh, that we both bad. knew it was coming. <laughs> Dude, there would be something terribly wrong with all three of us if we did not know that was coming in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we just glossed over that. I was to do that for the podcast. But- he, I, I, I talked him out of doing it. I said only the Canadian Prime Minister no. can get away with it. No, it's just like... And barely. Guys- I, first of I, all, that was first of all that was brownface, and we're not we're still not one hundred percent sure if that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just happy finally we got involved in the conversation. Usually, people do stuff about brown people, and they're like, "Eh, it's okay." They didn't get persecuted. <laughs> no, I mean I knew it was, funny and I they was just like, get oh. mad at a poo from The Simpsons. And it, I love a poo. Don't even. Say I know it. you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We can go to a whole other tangent, but Josh is still, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just, obviously, like, right now, you couldn't do that at all. Like, because that, again, that specific way it's done is, like, it's clear, like, you can't do that anymore, period. 
right? the, the worst so, thing was in in that scene alone they had already done pretty much what they set out to do and switched the briefcases. Yeah. So Dan Aykroyd did not even need to show up in blackface. No, he was just, it's almost like that wasn't part of the plan at all. It was just like, he He showed up. Yeah. I, I was watching it. I was watching it with my wife and she was just like, she was just like, I can't watch this. I'm so uncomfortable right now. Like, yeah. what the hell is going on? It's true. It, it is one of those, what what made them think of doing that? Like, obviously, they had to disguise Dan Aykroyd for whatever reason, so that, that guy, Clarence Beeks or whatever, didn't uh, recognize him. But I was like, come on. Something else, a beard, uh, shades, <laughs> a bigger hat, something like yeah, a mustache. Maybe, like, and I'm not gonna lie, I remember like reciting that scene like younger, right? right. Just, yeah, from Cameroon. Like, I, I just remember that. So watching it this time, listen. So this is another thing. Watching it this time, because now you're thinking. Now, now we hear all these stories of actors feeling uncomfortable on set like i don't feel comfortable doing that scene i don't and even even yourself you're just talking about the old guy apologizing to people for cursing right oh uh just so just it was mortimer and he got an oscar for cocoon not not uh not platoon okay cocoon. close enough that's my age anyway um (laughs) but i guess I am curious to know how did Eddie Murphy feel about that scene? Do you think yeah. he at once was like, you know what? Or <sighs> Dan Aykroyd, right? Like at a certain point, like you're somebody's coming up to you and saying, okay, so listen, in this scene, we're going to paint your face black and you're yeah. going to do a Cameroonian accent. I mean, I don't. What was the think... point of all the different races? First of all, <laughs> <laughs> like I, the butler was Irish. She was from Sweden, although she, or whatever, Dutch. She was dressed in lederhosen. Actually, they said that too. Apparently the whole joke about that scene was that she was supposed to be German and they dressed her in that whole outfit and she couldn't do the accent at all. She couldn't do it. So she did this Swedish accent or whatever and they just left it in the film. Yeah. Like it was, it's actually like, an improv. It's completely it like, but you're wearing later hose. In. She just she can't do it. I mean, look, if you gave it a work and they gave you, they told you to wear a later hose, and you're gonna wear a later hose. In. That was so funny. Nobody decided to. Nobody's decided to ask the whore. Like, like that, that. I love this. That's I love that. So Sorry. funny up until no, Dan Aykroyd. I love the idea up. that they started off this movie going, she can't act, and then they're like, we're gonna give her, we're gonna make her do a German accent. She should be fine, yeah. right? Her name's, her name's Curtis. Exactly. In her blood, she'll be alright. Yeah. Yeah, she'll be okay. But, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. Her parents are pros. Uh, she should know, figure yeah. it out. I mean, yeah, of course, Dan Aykroyd would have felt. I mean, I don't know. Maybe like back then, did more people do that? I I don't like. I feel like that wasn't common to do anymore. Even the early '80s. You know, I think maybe it's one of those things where. Um, and this, and you hear this a lot with movies or TV shows that have had blackface in them, is that when you're in sort of a bubble, right? When you're in a bubble and everyone's telling you like, oh, this is funny, man. This is funny. This will, this will kill, blah, blah, blah. 
you sometimes don't think about like what and you're probably seeing eddie murphy then if eddie murphy is like this kills then you're like okay cool he's okay with it we'll do it but it does not age well at all it, it was obviously fine in 1983 when it was released I, I guess yeah, I mean, right, yeah. or else it would have been somewhere we would have been able to find some sort of uproar about it. I mean, you know, we but, recently found out that Jim that Jimmy Fallon did blackface on SNL in the two thousands. Yeah, which I don't know what it is about NBC in two thousands. You watch a, a that that first five years of the two thousands, they well, did yeah. a lot of blackface on a lot of shows. Did they really? Yeah, it was on Thirty Rock. Dirty Rock, Scrubs, NBC. Right. Oh, sorry, but, SNL. But Thirty Rock was the like, nope, we're not doing. Like it was. But no, it I know. Was but what I'm saying there. is, it was just, it was, it, it was just like some makeup artist was like, I can do blackface, and they're like, you're hired for all these shows. I feel like NBC has certain like niches or certain things that they <laughs> do. In a, in, in let's let's not forget people. both Eddie and Dan used to work for NBC. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm a big fan of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, you know? Oh, it's a classic. So seasons one to five, there are no bleeps, right? They never bleep out a curse word. Right. As soon as they go to NBC Every single episode has a bleeped out curse word. First <laughs> season. Right. It's not until like three episodes into the second season at NBC that they finally don't. And I noticed that right away. I was like, why does NBC think this is funny? Or was this just for like, was, cause did, was it the same writers going, okay, this season? Because sometimes they put in like certain things that pop up throughout the season, but not every episode. I don't know. I found it very strange. And I was like, maybe yeah. NBC just does that. They go through this phase. Okay, let's keep this joke. I, make it I, I also wouldn't be surprised if it's like Mike, um, the writers reacting to like a note, you know, like NBC's giving them some sort of note and they're like, oh, yeah, well, you want to do this? Let's do it. You know, right. <laughs> they'll yeah. just like Mike Sure or whatever. Mike Sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Mike Sure and like Dan, like who created Dan Gore? Like, yeah, yeah. Not, you know what? That very well could be a thing. And that then that to me, if that's the reason, that makes it funnier. Yeah. Like if I found out, okay, they told us to put it in like one episode, but we decided to put it in 20 or yeah. 18 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Or they gave us a note going, there's too much swearing. Oh, you think there's too much swearing? Okay, here there we go. There is not you enough. Know? Yeah, not enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's odd that this is in here. Just, it's so out of place. Like it, does, and it could totally be edited out and it not does change not, the movie exactly. At all, right? It does not fit in the scene whatsoever. The only thing, the only thing it does, if you think about it, is it basically solidifies that Beaks figures out who they are. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, because he know he he. It's like he far. literally recognized. <laughs> he recognized Dan Aykroyd like. By name, he calls them. <laughs> By name. So they were getting away with it until Dan Aykroyd showed up. Another point to be made, though, is it shows how, I guess, um, disconnected from the real world, so to speak, Dan Aykroyd's character is that he thinks he can pass off <laughs> being a Jamaican man. You know, though, that, um, oh, my God, Billy Ray was in on the joke. Like, you knew he knew this was coming, 
because he's like, ah, like he's totally into it. So no, <laughs> he was on board. Billy Ray was on board with this. Billy yeah, Ray been spending funny. way too much time around yeah. <laughs> in corporate America, I guess. Well, I think he, Billy Ray is just like, they won't recognize us. They all think we look the same anyways, right? He, yeah. <laughs> right? he thinks that. He thinks that. He's, yeah, fair that. Enough. He's like, all these all these white folk don't care. Because <laughs> well, even Billy Ray, I was like, why did you dress in full-on African garb? Why don't you just put on like sunglasses and a hat? Like, come on. Put on, like, it's so much easier. Put on a fake beard, like something. But yeah. I love the whole, I love the whole plan though. They're like, you're going to be completely, you're going to be in blackface. Yeah. I'm going to be head to toe in African garb. And we're going to get this girl that no one's ever seen in, in the least amount of clothes possible. And make her do the weirdest accent. And then, One of us should get it. And then all of a sudden... We're gonna have the butler be full on Irish, <laughs> an like, Irish priest, no less. <laughs> an Irish priest, no less. An Irish priest. An alcoholic Irish priest. This was definitely some one of the writers going. We're just gonna have them come in as the start of a joke. Yeah, like it, <laughs> yeah. that's literally <laughs> an Irish priest, a, a, a German prostitute, a, an African guy, and a white guy in blackface coming to a bar. Prostitute from Sweden. Yes. <laughs> but it, oh, yeah, like, it's true, though. I mean, I think so, that's one of those things. Like, I would be curious to know the whole backstory, and maybe the backstory would make it even funnier. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's the only part. And then, of course, the end of that whole sequence where they put the guy in a gorilla suit and no one notices the human eyes. I mean, <laughs> no, the, no the, whole, the whole gorilla, the whole train situation is almost like we're just going to write a different movie. <laughs> just yeah. like the, the the party that's going on that has the same locomotion song playing for what feels like like hundreds of things are happening what, and what feels they like come from back, the trip to from washington to <laughs> philadelphia. philadelphia it's also, just the same song it's playing over and over again and also the grand old time. how the hell did they get to philly sorry to Washington so fast from Philadelphia. No, they went to New York. That's after. No, but they weren't going to Washington. No, they were They were even, in wa The train was leaving Washington. Even more important. What the fuck kind of train was this? You had like a sleeper cart at the front. You had like this giant Halloween party in the middle. And then an actual gorilla is being transported at the end. Why was there a New Year's Eve party happening at the same time as they're transporting a live, like, wild animal? See, uh -huh. that's the making of a disaster movie. <laughs> you know, like, you that's... could make a whole movie that the gorilla breaks free and he's causing carnage. <laughs> no, you would think the gorilla would break free. He would be causing carnage. Then the two brothers come along and like, I wonder if he, if we give him enough money. If he can run a successful business. <laughs> Gorillas in the mist too. <laughs> and actually it turns out that um, 
He's what's, more successful. What's Aykroyd's character's name? Winthorpe. Winthorpe. He's dead. <laughs> they have to switch. <laughs> they have to switch Coleman with the butler, with the with the gorilla. <laughs> and just see if anyone notices. And this is Coleman as a rich man on the beach. And then you see the gorilla just lying there. With like a <laughs> And just nobody notices. <laughs> this is like the room where they just change an actor midway through. Just... <laughs> <laughs> through. In, the middle, in the middle of the movie, we're just like, we're going to replace this guy with an actual gorilla. Let's see if anything changes. <laughs> if anybody notices. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's like the post credit scene of like 22 Jump Street. <laughs> <laughs> like that Rogan takes over. <laughs> And then afterwards, what? What? What are you talking about? I never left. I, I've been I here the whole time. What contract is you? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> um, so is the hero of the movie. I'm just throwing that out. There. <laughs> the gorilla I, is the hero. Did you guys? Okay, so you guys have seen this movie more times than I have, and I. Um, what did you guys ever understand the end of the movie? What do you mean? No. Like just the whole plan, because I have seen. When I typed in trading places, the amount of sites that had what really happened, understanding the end of the movie. So my interpretation is obviously they were given false information. Like insider trading is illegal anyway. Like I think that's uh, what Martha Stewart. Went it's to funny. For. It's fu- funny enough. I think that's it's because of this movie. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't illegal when this movie was made. In fact, the rule is called the Eddie Murphy rule. Once yeah. it became illegal, they based it on this yeah. movie. Okay, see, and that's there you go, Martha Stewart. <laughs> so, this movie. yeah, um, Martha Stewart yeah. should have watched but, this movie. So, I mean, or I she did. That's why she got the idea. Those, I think it's just one of those things. Like again, I don't understand. Like I, I, I mean, I know what stocks are. I know the fact that you, the basic principle: buy, buy low, sell high. Like that's, yeah, practically common knowledge. But I also think, the name of a great prostitute. But yeah. Hey. Well, well escort service. Hey. hey. <laughs> oh no. Cannabis store. <laughs> oh, that... Nice. There it is. There it is. <laughs> um, but I. Th- 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 okay. So what I was trying to think was, they expected it to go higher due to the insider trading. Like they expected it to rise to. Because I think what it, they bought it like 142 or something. Yeah. And they, they, I'm assuming they expected it to go more, climb higher, and then they were going to sell at that and make however much millions, millions. Yeah. I, I have read it like three or four times and I still don't quite understand it. It's a whole thing of like <laughs> they, bought, they bought it high. Everybody else bought it because they were buying it because they thought they knew that the brothers knew, the Duke brothers knew something that nobody else did. So everyone started buying. Then when it started falling, Winthorpe and um, Eddie Murphy's character, they end Valentine. up buying, Valentine, they end up buying it, buying it from everybody else, but the Dukes and then selling it and making the money. But the Dukes kept buying because they were sure that they had information that wasn't correct or whatever. What got me about this was no, just, no, they were selling though. No, they were trying to sell, but their no, guy no, no. passed Murphy out. And Dan Aykroyd, they were selling. They, they start. They money. started selling, and then they started. Yeah. No, no, they were buying. Yeah, they were buying. They, they were bought buying. it from everybody else. Yeah. 
this is the, this is what so <laughs> outside of this thing the one thing i was like what a fucking absolutely inside thing to base the ending of your Such, major it's, mainstream it's like huge inside baseball on this yeah like not even eddie murphy knew un- understood the ending he was like like cuz i i guess this like landis encouraged them to improvise a little bit obviously with the train scene alone yeah but like, and I think Eddie Murphy openly said, "Yeah, I stuck to script on that one because I had no idea what we were saying." Well, apparently, some of the people on the in the scene are actual traders. Like they just um, went and- originally they were actually supposed to be there on an actual trade day, <laughs> but because because Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd are in there, and you know they're fairly famous, right? Especially in New York. TV at the, famous. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Still. Yeah, I know, I know. All the traders were just like, they weren't doing their jobs, so they had to leave. They got that's kicked. what we call Black Friday. Black Tuesday. <laughs> it's Black Monday. Black Monday, yeah. <laughs> so they had to leave, and they yeah. resumed shooting on the following Saturday when the, tra- when the market wasn't open. Just and replaced every trader in there with act, with just extras, right? But, but yeah, like I I don't get like it's such a risky move to base your ending. Like the people the 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 latest article that I saw based on the ending was from 2015. So like somebody in 2015 was still like we have to write an article about this. I gotta figure this thing out. What's going on? <laughs> I, I I approach the ending of this movie the same way as I did when I was a kid, and it was just like, yay, the good guys won. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> or, or now they're rich. Yeah. That's, that's the only way. It's because so trying to actually understand it, it, I you'd have to be a stockbroker to get it, I guess. I guess. Right? <laughs> and, and even that. But even then, even... if... if I mean, if 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 a stockbroker would understand it, I'm sure they would have said something by now. <laughs> well, even this now, movie is like almost it. like how old is this movie now? It's 38 years it's old. It's 38 it's, years old. You'd think it's, it's 30... a year. It's a year younger than I am. Exactly. <laughs> this old movie is almost as old as you, and you haven't. And oh, sorry, 37. It's 37 years old. Okay, sorry. Years old. <laughs> I'm 38. Did did you? Yeah. Did, <laughs> Did someone in the other room yell at you for saying that just No, no. I've only very recently realized that I wasn't 38 last year. 2020 has done a number on us. Fucked me up, man. (laughs) Yeah, no. It's a wild way to end a movie. Because you could have just come up with anything. Exactly. It would have been fine. And also, apparently, all the things they're talking about in the movie, Potbelly... Those Whatever. are commodities. Those are real things. Those are real things. Yeah, they're real things. <laughs> what a weird, what a weird thing to be like when you're making this movie. Going, we're gonna base this in reality. <laughs> this movie about well, the thing people. Is, but the, 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 <laughs> so listen, this is what happens in the end. This is what I thought. Winthorpe and Valentine they buy everything at twenty nine cents. Yes, and they start selling at one forty two. No, where the where no. the dudes no. they were buying at one forty two. Yeah, but everybody bought it. Everybody Everyone bought it was at one forty two. Yeah, except for Valentine and Windor, they were they were the only ones selling at one forty two. They bought no no no. They bought 
so they basically bought when it dropped. You know, they bought at 29 cents. That's it. They bought at 29 cents and they sold at 142. Where the Dukes bought at, were buying as it as they bought, they kept buying. They just kept buying. And then by the time it was time to sell, the the uh, Winthrop and uh, Valentine had already bought it from everybody else. So these yeah. guys were left with shitty stock. Yeah, exactly. So like right. the But that is not something your general 1983 and apparently all the way to 2015 audience was going yeah you know what brilliant i get that's it. the move guys I get it. that's I the get move it. yeah i knew it i knew he was going to do that right from the start does anybody want my nortel stocks <laughs> you're still oh, trying to get rid of those aren't you oh, oh. god that one of the blackberry ones <laughs> what is it like right now it's invest in movie theaters yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie theaters. That's um, it. Hugs. Hugs. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> well, I guess next that... year's. You guys do movies. What's next year's Oscars gonna look like? Because I Tenet. was told Tenet last is going year all the way. Yeah, because I I was told last year Steven Spielberg said Steven Spielberg said Netflix movies and movies that come out on streaming shouldn't be counted. I feel like his opinion may change this year. <laughs> Nope. I don't know, man. Same nope. thing. Nope. Yeah, same. So in other words, Tenant is winning everything. It's Tenant and Bloodshot. bloodshot. <laughs> <laughs> Tenant, Bloodshot, Sonic, Bad Boys 2. Oh, bad my boys God. oh Bad Boys for Life for sure should win the yeah. best picture. Yeah, made the most money. <laughs> it did. No, I mean, there's been some stuff on Eurovision. What are you talking about? Artemis Fowl. <laughs> I it should win. It, it fucking Dame Judy Dent should at least win for that accent. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Best worst know, accent who, in film. Who knows? They, they said they were going to move it to April. I think. <laughs> but it's like that's really it's always it's always in April. So what does it's that mean? Been, yeah. Maybe Wonder Woman. <laughs> it's I was getting good reviews. It's always in April. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be uh, all the Warner Bros movies being released to HBO Max. So, I'm telling yeah. you, man, it, it's, it's going to be Tenant because <laughs> it's going to be Tenant because it confused the hell out of everybody. <laughs> it's going to be Tenant because he's the only director who's going to be okay with WB releasing his movies. <laughs> no, apparently the Trial of the Chicago Seven is really good. I haven't watched that. It's, it's excellent. It's very good. That's, but I'm. I'm I was just making more of a joke of the fact that like yeah. last year, all these directors were mad or the year before, I guess, were all mad that Roma got nominated because it was a Netflix movie. Yeah. And the yeah. And what does Scorsese yeah. do instead of complaining? He just goes and makes the longest yeah. Netflix movie ever. <laughs> yeah. So like, you can binge this. <laughs> I'm going to make a movie. I'm going to make a TV show without. You can breaks. watch it in I'm like three hour increments and not miss yeah. a thing. I am. <laughs> Like a mini series and just condense like yeah, yeah. zero commercial breaks. It's, you should be fine. That's really. Fine. I think the Irishman would have worked better if it was a mini series. Not to say it it wasn't good, but anyway, I you know I still it's been a year. It's been a year and I've gone nowhere and I still haven't watched it because every time I want to watch it, I'm just like, do I have the do time I want, for this? You know what you do. Like you know what you do sure. is you you once you feel it's like an appropriate time to break. 
stop it, take a break, <laughs> and then go back to it. And then go back to it. Okay. It like yeah. like you have to break it down like it's a show almost. Like it's like a three part miniseries right. just to get through it. But it is it's, it's, it's amazing. Hour, it's very it's, good. Yeah. It I can watch a good. three hour movie. It's just a matter of it's just because like you know, if I huh? Imagine if trading places was three hours. <laughs> If it was directed well, by Peter Jackson, it would be. A lot more swearing, a lot more, a lot more swearing, a lot more N words, and definitely a second blackface scene, or <laughs> at least two more Jamie Lee Curtis topless scenes, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was inappropriate, Joe. But those uh, literally just go out of nowhere. It's literally just like a transition scene. It's just her so walking. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of star wipe, it's nipple wipe. I mean, <laughs> oh. Sorry, just going back to that though. The, 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 like, oh, I thought of something. Yeah. No, I just thought about the, the Jamie Lee Curtis thing again because we were saying like this was the first movie she did that wasn't horror. She, a fish called Wanda. The only reason she got that movie was because John Cleese saw Trading Spaces. Trading Places. places. Yeah. He didn't and, watch that show, man. <laughs> I didn't watch that show. I don't even know why it keeps it's in my head. Because it was always on Channel 5 when the TV guide was scrolling. <laughs> I found myself flipping to trading spaces I, I a few times. I definitely clicked on it because I thought it was trading places. Exactly. I was <laughs> so like, angry when I found out it wasn't. You're watching the movie and you're just you're watching the scene and you're just like, okay, fine. You got your house. Where's the blackface? <laughs> God, this is oh, awful. Oh, no. This is the, the, I do not the condone that. Murphy runs through it, chased by cops. Yeah. <laughs> It's, <laughs> it's it's funny though because certain commentary that this movie makes is still kind of applicable. It's certain most most of it is applicable. Like it's insane how much nothing how well, has changed. Nothing. That's what's upsetting. And hell, you know what's even more scary is have you guys heard of the Coke Brothers? No. What? Okay, so it's Coke like C O C H. Okay. There are these, there's these oh, two God. brothers. <laughs> there's these two brothers who are insanely rich. One of them just recently passed away. And they are basically credited. If you look up anything bad that is currently happening in the world, they're sort of behind it. Their money is behind it. John Oliver did a whole thing about this. Sounds it is better. so creepy how much these guys in the movie <laughs> foreshadowed these two are guys. like or those guys. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but like the, basically like any kind of military money, any kind of like climate change deniers, political campaigns that that, ca- that cause these kind of problems, are the money goes back to those two guys. Of course it does. Of course it does. <laughs> of course. It does. <laughs> of course. And, and the worst part is when you say it out loud, you sound like a crazy conspiracy exactly. person. Exactly. And then they had children, a pedophile ring in a pizza hut. <laughs> It was an independent pizza joint, okay? Yeah. With no basement somehow. They had a pedophile ring in the basement of a pizza place that had no basement. You know, it's one of those elevators. (laughs) Exactly. You remember Spider-Man and and his amazing friends? He had like a thing and you just pulled it and then everything flipped around. That's kind of how it was. I saw that movie. It was great. (laughs) That's exactly how it is. I've I've done the research. (laughs) <laughs> you just 
went in for a slice and you took a wrong turn, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I went to the washroom. I thought it was flushing. And then all of a sudden, the whole place turned into Next a thing you know, you start sinking like... devil cup. I mean, it was like, Next uh... thing you know, you start sinking down like in uh, Kingsman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where's the tailor? <laughs> I was thinking like Quentin Tarantino, like Pulp Fiction. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. They were out. They were almost white, out white in yeah. the open. <laughs> I would quote a movie that would more more accurately would roll. This is not where I parked my car. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, after anyway. we've gone on some many tangents tonight not or enough. today or whenever you're listening to this, uh, <laughs> it has now come to the time in the program where we rate these movies out of five ginger snaps. And Dwen, since you, you are our fourth timer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, what do you rate this movie? Uh, real quick, I'll just say I think this movie was very different from what I thought it was going to be when I pressed <laughs> play on it. Um, but still relevant. Uh, Aykroyd and and uh, Eddie Murphy were fucking brilliant in it. So were the guys who played the brothers. So was Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, it's really good. Um, it gets four and a half for me, and the half is gone because of uh, John Belushi. Jim Belushi. <laughs> if, it was, him, if, if it was, to, if it was John Jim, Belushi, you wouldn't have minded. But because it was Jim, yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Jim, wait, Jim? I don't even know anymore. Whenever you want to think of the bad Belushi, just think of according to Jim and it long coming to play. Who apparently is like really close with Rob Lowe. <laughs> really? They're like buddies. Yeah. They worked on a movie yeah. together in the 80s and they're like really close friends. Jim, Jim Belushi must be a nice guy because everybody who's worked with him seems to really love him. But you just like, you know, when he walks in the room, you're just like, God damn it. I wish you were John. Yeah, he he's you know? his his career has had the um unfortunate thing of having to live in his older brother's shadow. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry there, Jim. Yeah. Josh? <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you rate this movie? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the show, Josh. <laughs> it's been a while. How <laughs> have you been? <laughs> <laughs> you took the biggest swig of coffee I've ever seen a person take. I know, I wanted to just like. <laughs> you were just like. You did one of those, you sipped it and you like held the gulp in your mouth and really enjoyed the flavor Sorry, before you swallowed. It's 10 30 at night. Who's having coffee? Dude, I have coffee at night like every day. When That's it. Like, coffee is my life, son. Um, in an unrelated note, Josh doesn't sleep much. <laughs> he doesn't believe in sleep. Yeah. <laughs> sleep is for the weak. I'm the weakest there is. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, okay. So, no. I, 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 you know what? I watched this movie later. Like, I, I had seen Beverly Hills Cop in 48 Hours, and I really enjoyed the Eddie Murphy movies as a kid. And I watched... I think I watched Trading Places for the first time. I had to have been, I was still probably too young to watch it. Like I was probably like 11, you know, when you, it's cool to watch rated R movies, but anyway, it doesn't matter. I, I, it's still funny there. The cast is great. Um, 
you know, everything about it is, is really just, it doesn't stop. There's no lulls. There's no, everything is all plot. It's all progression. And uh, yeah, the commentary is very relevant now. Every scene, including uh, the blackface progresses the story is what you're saying. Well, that's, that's, that's or, or is it especially if you're in the Jim Crow South? Yeah. But <laughs> not, not outside of that. I, you know, I was thinking like just at that point, because yeah, we had noticed that, that the briefcases were switched by the time Dan Aykroyd shows up. In, yeah. And she was trying to leave and he had like, it was already ridiculous and it was too much at that yeah. point. Which and I think is what, like, what what sets up them getting what sets them up getting caught. Then you know, that's, like that's which, which again, is how they been end easily up... solved with a giant Groucho, ma- Groucho Marx mask. Exactly. But again, also, but, why are they all in there? That was uh, yeah. Like why are but, they all? But in there? then it just sets up for the gorilla to be the hero. Yes. So, exactly. so like, in a weird way, it does progress the story. <laughs> Progress may be a strong word. I said <laughs> weird. I, I, don't, I don't think I don't think we should probably use the word progress with any scene. No. <laughs> Move ahead. Transition. Okay, uh, yeah, and very little transition. So I don't know. I, I star wipes. I or nipple wipes, whatever. It, I'd still give it. I was really shocked by some of by those words though by the dialogue just the ones we had talked about i was shocked by that i completely forgot that those were in the movie like i i didn't recall that i will say eddie murphy's use of that specific f word i think struck you a lot harder than the other word yeah, only and like I said, only because he's the protagonist, and that's meant as a joke. Where when they drop the N word, they are the villains. Like you are already meant to not like them, so it's. I'm not saying it's accepted, but you expect them saying something like that in the '80s, mm-hmm. being like racists. So you're like, okay. But when he said that, when Eddie Murphy said, it, I was like, eh. so I mean. Take that away. Take away the blackface, which is kind of uncomfortable a little bit. Um, kind of. I still give it a four. I think it's hilarious, and besides those moments, I still—it's still an enjoyable movie. And yeah, there's lots of good stuff about it. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same sort of boat with you guys in terms of like it's 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 more a four four and a half in that range for me and again it's it's for the same reasons of you know the performances were great from everybody in the main cast i mean th- even frank oz's little cameo was pretty good <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. what i mean i was real, i was hoping yeah. he would do the whole scene as yoda or miss piggy uh, unfortunately that didn't happen fozzy bear man or even better, Fozzie Bear, but that didn't happen, and for that reason, I'm I'm taking a half point off. <laughs> also, this movie pre well not pre it predates one, but it's set in like two different universes. Kind of, yeah. Just throwing that out there, right? It ties in with coming to America. Yeah. And then Joe, you you had said now I do not believe the city of Philadelphia like actually displays the Rocky statue on those steps. 
So what, in truth, in, in truth, real in real life, it exists. But I don't think the city of Philadelphia actually displays it on those steps. And there is like literally a close-up shot of the Rocky statue statue at the beginning of this movie. Huh. Yeah. I know, but isn't it at, it's still in Philadelphia. I, that statue it's, is I think there, it's right? in the museum, though. Is it in the museum? Because it's I, on I, the I steps. I always remember the I believe, I believe, they have the statue yeah, it's on the for steps. somebody who didn't exist. Exactly. <laughs> it's right? in the museum. I, I believe it's in the museum. So you're saying if it's if it's but it was like it's an exterior but it was an exterior shot of the rocky statue right okay so So you're saying if this isn't in the if it's if it's in the museum then this is part of the rocky universe if it exists yeah okay Okay. because the 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 statue alone was made for rocky and on top of this movie is also part of coming to america yes yeah like that's the obvious one right right which at that point i mean this predates coming to America. No, no, no. This but I'm saying in coming to America, they, the, I know the Duke brothers are in there and they're, he, uh, he gives them the money. Mm-hmm. But at that point, those two guys are like validated that all the black people they've ever seen look the same. <laughs> Ouch. Um, I'm not saying that. That's how that, that would work for those two assholes. It, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Oh. It, it it hurts to admit, but yeah, you're probably right. Uh, another what thing, is, another thing to great. know about this movie is like this is like one of Italy's top Christmas movies. Apparently, it's like a tradition, and really? I think I, Italia One airs it every year at this time of year huh. for Christmas. Yeah, like this is like like it's it's up there for them. Yeah, Italia One broadcasts the movie every Christmas Eve night. And it like it gets ten percent of the share of like you know uh, ratings. Yeah. Since nineteen ninety seven. Huh. Yeah. That's so. Cool. Yeah, this is a big deal in Italy. Apparently, Italy loves this movie. <laughs> As they should. Huh? Yeah. Um. Hey, do any so is there anything you wanted to? Uh, plug or anything like that since we're coming uh, near the I'm end of this, so bad at these this train I really have too much to plug but That's i okay. have my uh i'm a drawing podcast oh, drawing podcast drawing uh, instagram page That's you can follow me on podcast. there yeah uh it's uh dwenny draw stuff at uh, dwenny draw stuff so d-w-e-n-i-e draws stuff um i'm gonna be on a podcast next week with uh, a buddy of ours um Tyrant Dominus, Jesus. And yeah, we've the, had him on the show. We've been on his show, so that's uh, exciting. On the um, Convoluted Podcast, I had a fun conversation with them last week, and I'm going to be on their, um, I guess, their last episode of the year. Yeah, you uh, you so, were messaging me when you listened to our episode. and Yeah. How certain Josh, parties... you got way too angry about a list from Town and Country. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you got so Consider mad. the source, man. <laughs> You were getting so mad. And I just remember I kept poking the bear because I looked, I found the list. I looked it up yeah. as Jesus was doing it with us. And I said, Josh, you're going to hate this next one even more. And I just said, <laughs> Josh, this one's really going to get you going. And it's like, I could see the steam escaping from oh, your I ears. Oh, I could hear it. I could hear it. I was listening to it and I was just like, what in the fuck? <laughs> 
2020 has hit a lot of people hard, but nobody got more angry in this year than Josh and that fucking list. Also, man, you got it. You Clueless ain't that bad. You can't get that angry about it. Listen. listen. I, don't, I have no comeback. He has nothing. He has nothing. And Roxanne was a great bad. Roxanne was a great song. You can't knock that out. <laughs> Now he's dropping stuff that we don't probably don't even remember that we said. <laughs> what, what's wrong with Roxanne? I like Roxanne. I, I, <laughs> you, know, you, you were like, who the fuck wrote this list? And we're like, oh, uh, Jane something and Roxanne. And you're like, this fucking bitch sounds like she would like clueless. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you were so mad. Hey, time out, sir. <laughs> you were so angry. Yep. Oh man! It's the reason why. Oh man! So 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 upset. Listen. All right, Joshy. (laughs) 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 So, Josh, where can they find our social media stuffs? I just got to start it all over again. (laughs) What's that? (laughs) What? They can't find us, but it's okay. They They'll never will. Um, they can find. <laughs> they never will. <laughs> <laughs> never heard of us. Never will. <laughs> so no, if you want to find Ginger Flicks, you can find us on Instagram at Ginger Flicks Pod. You can find us on uh, Twitter at Flicks Pod and YouTube at Ginger Flicks Pod, as well as we have a TikTok uh, where we just add some random fun stuff and that is also ginger flicks pod one word with that x folks because x marks the ginge oh yeah uh dwenny thanks for coming on yeah i guess you can officially say this is your fourth time yeah josh became a robot <laughs> I think you guys both kind of did on me there, so I'm I'm a little concerned. But yes. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Say it again, because we kind of lost you there. Never mind. Nope. <laughs> there it is. He got him again. Damn you, internet! Oh man, this timed out perfectly. Uh, <laughs> once again, for Ginger Flicks, I'm Joey. And I'm Josh. And we will catch you guys again soon. Thanks for listening. Flippity flop.